Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Let's get into it. It was at this moment that he knew he bucked up. Now he fucked up! 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 Now you have fucked up! I was talking to them and I was like, damn, I probably shouldn't talk about this on the podcast because people might listen to it. Mm-hmm. But like, I've been in such a bad hoe phase recently. Dog. I mean, it's And it's a thing. not good. It's not good. People don't get it. People, people glorify everything. So it's not always good. No, and then I was getting in an argument with this comedian, Sidney Gant, on his podcast where it's, he was like, sometimes you just want to come. And I'm like, no, it's a vice. Like, sex is like a vice. It can be. It can be a vice. <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's people that, you know, for sure, like, you know, they go through little whole phases or sometimes they just want to come and that's fine. You know what I mean? I, I think. But I think, like, if you abuse, it can be. It can be. It can get excessive when you start, like, losing count of people and you're like, you know, there's a lot of people in a short amount of time. At least you're sober and you can be a hoe. I'm just a stoner hoe, so it's like, damn, I don't have no self-will. No self Yeah, but I have no excuse when I'm a hoe. When I'm a hoe, they're like, so you weren't drunk? You just fucked that girl raw in the bathroom and you weren't drunk? And I'm like, nah, I just made a conscious decision. That's just what I want. <laughs> superpower. Hey, yeah, I don't think I could do that. But then it's bad because then I get high and then I get in my head. You like Sex when you're high and not drunk is not that. It's like if you don't really know the person... But then you have to have an emotional connection with the person. Ooh. When you're a stoner, when oh, you're yeah. a stoner, what? Adi looks at me like, no, of 100%. Wait, run that back. Say when that. When you're a stoner, you have to have an emotional connection when you fuck because your head will just like go out there that if you don't care. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. And you don't even <laughs> Maybe know. Maybe for it you. It doesn't even matter to you. Yeah, I'm just turning my head back and forth like a dog. Like, I have you no idea. Ba- <laughs> Where's the weirdest place you hooked up? Oh man, uh, that's such a good question. Uh, it's a couple places come to mind. I think the weirdest place is in in Brooklyn. Like they have like the these like areas where like school buses kind of like just chill overnight. <laughs> Already off and to a we, bad we start. Definitely, <laughs> so we definitely we definitely just <laughs> yeah we definitely just pushed in a school bus door and went in the school bus hooked up in the school bus. That was pretty dope. But also dope. like a public public library bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's pretty high on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, public library aisle got you beat. Ooh, you fucked in the public library. Oh my god, that's a reckless what, teenager. Wait, she's great. Dewey Decimal System. What? <laughs> <laughs> what number was it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the least fucking. Did they ever like fingered during church? I don't know if that counts oh, for anything. I jerked off in a church bathroom once. That's pretty hot. There you go, bro. <laughs> that's not hot at all. It's just that. I. This is probably. I don't know if I can legally tell this story. Tell it. That makes me want to hear it more. <laughs> I had FaceTime sex in a movie theater while Cats was playing. No one else was in the theater. (laughs) Dog, that is, I mean, that's Pee Wee Herman-esque. That is like, wow. And that's a Pee Wee Herman-esque movie. A chick FaceTime. I mean, I've I've gotten, you know, like regular movie movie sex stuff. But I don't think movie theater, if you're like, you know, like I've gotten like head in the movie theater. You know what I mean? Like No one was in there and she FaceTimed me and she had her titties out and she was like, you won't do it. And I was like, you can't test me. Yeah, you can't test somebody. Nah, because I'm going to win that test. (laughs) And you want to know the craziest thing? I lost my wallet. Mm -hmm. It fell out of my pocket. Oh, shit. So the next day I go back and I'm like, 
yo, I think I left my wallet in cabs. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to go check the footage. Oh, <laughs> I just walked no. out. Like, you keep the wallet. You oh, keep no. the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> you keep the wallet. Because to them, it doesn't look like I'm having FaceTime sex. Yeah. <laughs> to them, it looks like I'm just jerking off. you just jerking off, off in the movie theater. <laughs> oh, my to God. Cats. To cats. <laughs> to fucking James. I love how in your mind, you're like, if they only knew it was FaceTime sex, it'd be better, you know? <laughs> in my head, it's better. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I lost my virginity in a car, in my best friend's car. In your best friend's car? Yeah, during basketball. I just skipped basketball practice and was like, let me get the keys to your car. I'm about to fuck. <laughs> That's a good friend. And the that. whole team was like, yeah, fucking do that, bro. <laughs> They're dapping you up. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, ru- you're running onto the field. <laughs> tell the coach you're sick. Don't worry. Go do it. Well, I can't, yeah. Fucking in cars was fun when you were younger. It sucks but not... when you actually have other p- options to fuck somewhere yeah, else. But getting a hotel room feels like you're getting a prostitute. It's something very dirty about getting a hotel room. Being like you just met a girl and you're like on Expedia. <laughs> you're trying that. Yeah. No. I have. I mean, I've, I've I fucked in hotel rooms like when you have one for like a show or yes, something. Yes, when I have one for yeah. a show, or like if if like a girl that's uh that's in the crowd is from out of town, so she has a hotel room. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good one. But to yeah. just straight book a hotel room to fuck, yeah, it feels dirty. It feels like a prostitute. Yeah, thing. it does. I uh, man, I got you know what the Mayflower is. No, what's that? The boat that the pilgrims. Oh no! Came yes, over I do. On. I thought you meant it was <laughs> like a Nina, term the for Pinta something else. And. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'm from Massachusetts, and they landed on Plymouth Rock in Massachusetts. So they have like the boat, like you can go. You and fucked on the boat. I got head by two different I chicks on this. the Mayflower. I love two different chicks at the same time. No, no, no. Oh, that okay. would be balling. I mean, I think it's already pretty baller <laughs> to get some fucking head on the Mayflower. <laughs> but I brought two different girls there. That's beautiful. I had to. I got caught the second time. How'd that go? An old woman just went. Not during history. That's hot. That's hot. I like it. It's kind of kinky. Getting caught's not as fun as like like in porn. Getting caught, I feel like, is like ooh. Getting caught in real life, it's like, it's not exciting. No, you just it. It never works out in a way where the other person who caught you joins in. (laughs) Nah. No. I did some crazy shit. Talking about booking a hotel. Like, when I was 16, I dated a girl whose dad lived in Indiana. So I flew out to Indiana on Valentine's Day. I've done, you know, wow. <laughs> okay, go ahead, continue. I like <laughs> nice. this. <laughs> okay, well, keep your story. Uh-huh. And then and then she was, yo, this is wild. She was on her period. So we fucked in the back of her dad's car while she was on her period, and it was in Indiana in February. Mm. So it was like frozen cum and blood <laughs> that we had to like get off oh. of her dad's mm. car. Yo, this shit is tasty. Mm. <laughs> Have some waves. Mm, I know, right? Aren't you happy you walked into this podcast? Wow, that was different. I'm so, I don't know where that story came from. It's all from, good. Mine not... isn't anything nasty like that. You're My an story addict. Was just... Get a hold I, I of yourself. <laughs> this, is... <laughs> this is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just thought, it's crazy. Sometimes you'll travel for a girl. Like, I always, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I traveled for a girl that lives in Ohio once on Valentine's Day. <laughs> How old were you? Like, 23. Okay. 
And I like straight up, yeah. And in my mind, it was a great idea. I was like, <laughs> let me you in love and, and it was a surprise, mind? bro. It wasn't even like I even let her know I was coming. I surprised oh, no. her. Popped up on her doorstep with Is like a huge ass teddy bear and shit. No one else was there. But, no, no, she lives there by herself. But no, I meant like there wasn't like some other dude celebrating Valentine's Day. No, there'd be a fire ass twist though. <laughs> that would. No, it was basic, but you just beat his ass and have to get back. I remember, like, while being there and afterwards, thinking, like, what did I just? Why did I? Why Mm. did I just leave a city full of bitches to go to Ohio? One (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like after, I feel that all the (laughs) now. I just feel like I am an addict telling all these stories. (laughs) This is a convention. Anytime, Irish was like, "Take a bitch for a walk." (laughs) you don't need to spend money on a hotel room last minute dinner you can go for ice cream yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for real like there needs to be a budget on that (laughs) bitches be doing shit for less (laughs) this isn't even what i wanted to be talking about but this is how we start it's fun saying the raw shit like i do have a weird thing about like I definitely shouldn't be saying certain shit, either on stage or on podcast. Dog, say it all. Because, like, what if a family member's like, this is the episode I choose to start watching. Dog, my mom <laughs> has seen me do stand-up a few times, and every so I mean, she's seen some sexual-ass jokes, bro. My, I have a video. My, I can't watch it. My friend videoing my mom watching me do stand-up. And I have a joke about her taking me to Lil Wayne concerts growing up. Love that. But Lil Wayne's the reason I love eating pussy, because that's all he raps about. Hilarious. <laughs> so it's just like, a, it's a, you know what I mean? I'm not Which I've it. heard that Wayne is a liar. I've heard that Wayne doesn't eat pussy. Really? Yes. All those songs that, about eating uh, pussy, heart, he doesn't even eat pussy. That's my heart's breaking right You're now. You're telling Sam and I that Santa Claus doesn't exist yeah, right now. Really so sorry, we're just going to choose to not believe the you. The Lil Wayne yeah. fan page reposted that I love that Weezy. Joke. Oh, I love Wayne. It's my second favorite rapper ever. Who's your first? Kanye. Mm. And that's not to say that I think Kanye is better than Wayne. I actually think Wayne's a better rapper. I agree. I, I just, just heard favor Don, Kanye. Yeah. I just heard Donda too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was better than I expected. It took yeah, me a while too. to listen to it. It's fire. Yeah. Donda one I didn't love. I'm a Kanye stand, dog. Yeah. Which same. is hard to do nowadays. It's very hard mm. to be a Kanye stand with so many people yeah. hating Kanye. Yeah. I'll ooh, I don't even know if I want I love I've always been a Kanye stand. Like since I was my first song I ever I'm twenty four years old. So my first song I ever remember, like really was my dad playing Touch the Sky over ooh, and over song. and over again with like the sunroof open and like oh, Touching the Sky. Like that was a that was a big song. And then, like, I all so he's always been my favorite, but being a kid of a really bad divorce, like a really messy divorce, not like, oh, my parents were divorced. It's like, damn, right now, at least he's getting help. But oh, during man, the past I mean, shit, it was like, damn, those kids are going to get fucked. It's going to be a wild situation. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all serious. I, I, I know, I no. can't even talk much about because, you know, it involves a comedian. So it's like no, everything I you say know. is very, like, you know, that I, happens I can't to even me. say much. I know. Or I'll tweet something and I'll be like, oh, shit, that rapper probably could see that. Like, we have, like, I'll just tweet a funny joke and I'll be like, oh, It is pretty wild mutuals. how small everything is once mm-hmm. you're in this. Yo, are you hearing every chip I put in my mouth? Every time you crunch, dude, it's ASMR. 
Wow. <laughs> I, I don't want to crunch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can take some eat breaks if you want. Yeah, let's take or you could like push the mic away. Oh, if and you, then if you If you chip. put your headphones on, you'll be able to hear what I'm hearing. And That's then you'll know when there's a crunch. I can judge my crunch. crunches. Yes. Mm. Can we keep this part? I think it's very I keep I, it all, I, I think don't this edit is anything. a lesson. If I'm going to put this on podcast. I don't I don't podcast. I don't edit that. anything from the podcast unless someone snitches on themselves like yeah. i've had i won't even tell what guest it was but like admit to murder what <laughs> like, nobody admitted to murder oh, a comedian no 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 oh, okay no. a uh, rapper this is, yeah oh, that makes I, sense. I have a lot of <laughs> allegedly comedi- allegedly i have a lot of comedians on the podcast but i mostly have rappers that's why like i'm a fan of you and then i saw you post some griselda shit and then i was griselda. like and then I was like, oh shit, it's a comedian that fucks with Griselda. Well, I'm from upstate. Are you? Yeah, so I fuck with Party too, Party Fontaine. Okay, all right. Megan Thee Stallion's boyfriend. All right. Hey, I actually do like him a lot. He's great. His um, whole album's what, nice. Where are you from upstate? Uh, I'm from Orange County, where I went to high school in Orange County. Okay. I, uh, I'm from Mass, but I spent a lot of time in Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. Those are the three cities okay. I've spent. Well, that's like, that's like more Griselda. Yeah. Yeah. Like parties from Orange County. He's from Newburgh. Okay. Yeah. See, I had never been up to Buffalo until like a year and a half ago. This is crazy. But then I was just Massachusetts, like but then the Griselda thing, they I just started getting popping off in that fan base and I started going to Buffalo. And you know how they're like it might be different in but, like, you never get love in your home until you get love outside of your home. Yeah, of course. When I went to Buffalo the first time is when people outside of where I was knew who I was. And that's, like, Ooh, Buffalo's that's now, like, my home now. Yeah. Even though I, I've been there so many times now because that was the first place where I was, like, oh, shit, people, like, know what I'm doing. It's crazy. It's wa- And it's Buffalo of all places, yeah. you know? But Buffalo's, like, a real-ass city, man. That's, like, a, it's not, like, that small. No, Buffalo's not at all. like a city city. The first time I ever went, I didn't know where my Airbnb, you know when you get an Airbnb in a shitty ass area and you don't yeah, even yeah. realize. I almost got robbed the first night I was in Buffalo wow. from a crackhead. Yo, upstate's real as fuck. People be fucking not re- like respecting upstate. That's why I'm so happy all these rappers are starting to come from upstate. Yeah, it's crazy. Like where Partisan Fontaine's from is like the murder capital of New York state. Like Real Newburgh, is Newburgh's it in the... fucking terrible. Where is that in relation to the state? Like, um, how far is it from, how like, far are you, where are you from, from, like, the closest city that I, like? Um, well, Newburgh's, like, in, like an hour outside New York City. Oh, okay. It's All not right. too far up, but it's, it's in tri-state area. That's nice that you could, like, be outside the city, but, like. Oh, yeah. I feel like it would suck to start comedy in the city. Me. Really? Yeah, I started comedy in NYC. You, are you ha- well, yeah, because you've been. Yeah, because I live here. Yeah, I've lived here. Um, like I went to high school upstate, but I lived here. Um, and you took the, I feel like you made the most of it. Uh, doing stand up here. Yeah. I, I you think started so. I mean, I did, I, like... I was on stage a thousand times a night in the beginning. I'm still on stage a lot. Not as much as before, but I'm on stage a lot. when did you start? Uh, seven years ago. It's like See, 2014. That's, that's dope as fuck. Congratulations. Oh, real. thanks man. It's are you, fun. are you spiritual at all? Yes, very spiritual. Not religious, very spiritual though. I feel you. Did yeah, you yeah. have like a what a connection like to com like 
Get on stage the first time. Do I feel away. like it called me? Yeah. Like it was a call. Uh, trust me, I've cried on this podcast so many times <laughs> talking about that shit. You, no. Do you have any I idea mean, how many a... times I've cried listening and producing to this no podcast? No way, really? Yeah. Are you it's kidding me? Like, like that? Con cried on this podcast. We, there's a lot <laughs> like of omens that like we yeah, just bruiser wolf hits cried different. On this yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, uh, I uh, very much didn't want to do stand up. I didn't want to do stand up my whole life. I this is not a dream for me. Mm-hmm. It what was, was uh, everyone told me to do stand up, and eventually I listened. But I very much was fighting it. I fought it my whole life. People would tell me since I was a kid, and I'd fight it. I'd be like, "I'm not a fucking clown." And they'd be like, "Doug, you're hilarious. You should do stand up." And I'm like, "No, no." What did you want to do? I. Oh, funny. Todd Glass just called me. Shout out Todd. Shout out Todd, Todd Glass. Glass. I had every. <laughs> hood dream that and you know ever i, I wanted to be a basketball player <laughs> i was like oh, i'm I thought five, you meant ten you wanted to i'm be half like... white i could do this <laughs> i was like <laughs> i thought you meant you wanted to be like a kingpin no 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 no, no. <laughs> i wanted to be a basketball player uh yeah i was like convinced my friends are kingpins <laughs> i don't think that's what they wanted to do though i don't know if that's what they wanted no. to do they're killing it though <laughs> geniuses yeah. Geniuses. People who kill the drug game are like really so smart. So smart, yeah. They're really smart. I tell my girl all the time, I'm like, yeah, my friend that makes the most money off drugs, he's like the smartest person I've ever met. But then he's I feel like smart. I want to spend because I want to get the night. <laughs> like, I'll, and then I'll just be like, I bought this. Have you ever heard of the company That's an Awful Lot of Cough Syrup? No. It's this brand out of LA. Wait, I have the shirt out there. Damn, it's in my suitcase. I spent fucking three hundred dollars on a Dickie shirt, and wow. it just says that's an awful lot of cough syrup on the <laughs> that's back. That's fire. I don't drink cough syrup. That's fire. Like, but I saw like I was like, damn, I got to, I got to yeah, follow up some clothes. That's fire. No, yeah, um, they're geniuses though. So they are, dog. Like, like my my boy that does really good in that shit. He was like valedictorian. Like he like <laughs> seriously like he had like a perfect average in school. And, like, always got all his homework done, aced every test and quiz, and then was like, graduated, time to move weight. And it's like, (laughs) what? (laughs) No taxes. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) But that's the... I was always like, Matt, it's like, artists don't get enough money from the art. And I'm like, we're just dumb. We don't know how to market ourselves. Because I know some people who know know how to market themselves. I think there's that, but I think, like... I don't know. That man. was also a joke. Such, like, don't a huge, don't cut that. There's such a huge like jump between like broke artists and rich artists. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I'm a broke artist, right? A now. lot of artists <laughs> go from like literally overnight, like, and it's not overnight because they've been working for years. But the the money change is overnight. It's very much like I was making nothing. I'm a millionaire. What the fuck? Like, it's a huge jump. Yeah. Oh my god. I had an offer for a big amount of money on the table boom pulled away from me why after it was signed i still don't know to this day everything happens for a reason everything but i know i learned so much from that because i was like damn i was gonna like it wasn't money that i could ball out on but like my whole mentality changed the second I had the sight of a lot of money in my eyes. Yeah, you started thinking about getting a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like looking at places like in New York that definitely was like, you know, stupid as fuck. Because everyone, like the richest people I know are also the most frugal people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. my boy, who's so rich, walked into a store and went, you have dollar waters? They're like, it's a dollar thirty nine, And he walked out wow. the store. 
And it's like, damn. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get better at the way I spend money. I spend money like I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> Another vice. <laughs> Another vice. <laughs> you know what though? I don't like. I'm not. I'm very much not like a like. I'm not getting big things. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a jewelry person. You'll never see me with a whole bunch of jewelry. And I know like comics. That's the number one thing. Comics when they get on, the first thing they do is buy a bunch of jewelry. Because they want to be it's rappers. So stupid. Yeah, because they want to be rappers. And it's like, what does Chappelle say? I, rappers want to be comedians. I'm not even gonna say be it's stupid because everybody's different. <laughs> It ain't for me. I, I I am not a jewelry person. I'll never even have a watch. You know, niggas like, especially comedians, love a watch on stage. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm cool. Apple. I can't. I got an Apple Watch. I think I wore it two times. I don't like the feeling. I don't like the feeling of it. I don't like the look. I don't like looking at my wrist to see the time. I'll pull my phone out. I'm mad. I changed out of sweatpants to put on jeans because I was like, I didn't like. I wear sweatpants all the time. Like, Dog, I don't I'm have a, a job. guy for sure. I don't have a job i can wear what i want like, wear whatever the fuck you want bro this dude I, rashid Chappelle was like as soon as i made enough money that i didn't need a job i was like i'm never wearing a belt again facts and i respected facts. that heavy i'll bro. take your apple watch though <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what the fuck you do with it i'll take it i need that shit <laughs> i mean like literally as i was walking over here i was like damn i asked this nigga for chips i should have got like a lint roller <laughs> like fucking lint all over this sweatsuit and now nah, the worst is like pet hair lint's fine pet hair sucks you got pets uh yeah i used to have a hypoallergenic dog which is like like a poodle uh it was a portuguese water dog with the obama's head wow i don't know what that means but as soon as the obama's got it it just became like the obama dog <laughs> you know like there was like it a cool the, dog it was an awesome dog it's, so it's a Portuguese water. It was. He died. His How'd he die? Um, old age. I had a dog die at AIDS once. What the fuck? Yo, facts, During man. the height of the... <laughs> during the It was the age. 80s. No. <laughs> <laughs> had a gay dog. No. Oh, God. No. No. It's a it's a disease for everyone. It is not just a disease but for gay people. He was people. shooting up in between his paws. <laughs> it was a his heroin dog. dog. Does. <laughs> um... No, uh, <laughs> well, it, you know, I was good it, catch. It died. I know, right? You see, he, he yeah. caught it. It doesn't yeah. matter. You're they're like, gonna, they're gonna, gonna take it with no context. They're gonna clip it. I'm gonna get canceled and be like, two seconds later, I said, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I, <laughs> I've said worse on podcasts for sure. Um, no, he, well, she, she died of autoimmune deficiency syndrome. Which is very much it's it's, it's different than it's, AIDS. it's different. It's but, less, it's less, but I like to tell it's people less sexy that, than that, AIDS. that she AIDS died of is AIDS. Pretty sexy. Because what does AIDS stand for? The one that's ours. Uh, I think it is. It's the exact same thing. It is the same thing, right? Yeah. You just I'm telling you, she died of AIDS, yo. <laughs> you just deconstructed the word and it became more serious. Yeah, she died of AIDS. I don't know how she got it. She's a dog. <laughs> I don't know. Scissoring. <laughs> 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 yeah, she was tired, dog. She's like worn out. Damn, I bet all that yeah. scissoring, all that fucking dog <laughs> sex. It, when you, there are certain things that become less fun when you explain what they are. Was AIDS fun before? <laughs> was AIDS like yo yeah. until he until he described the acronym? I was having a good time with AIDS. Then he broke it down. Wow, really yeah, a bummer. Ruined it. <laughs> All those syllables. Nah, I guess I'm just too stoned. I took too many bong rips beforehand. But like my friend, I went to a girl. Uh, I went to college with a girl who was a professional cuddler. 
Yo, that's a thing. That's a thing. And it's so funny of a job, but the more you explain it to someone, the sadder it gets. Oh, yeah. It'll when be somebody like, who's like, like wife died or something. never been touched before Ooh, in their whole no, life. No, no way. Yeah. Who just want a hug. Like, they'll pay a woman hundreds of dollars to just get a hug, and it's nothing sexual. Right. But they all get boners. I was just going to say. And they all I don't, get boners. I don't fucking <laughs> buy that it's nothing sexual. There's some weird kinks out there, dog. I'm sure there's some niggas that are like, Ooh, fucking hugs. Mm, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know somebody. I know oh, somebody. Have you ever hugged who's someone a hugger? And they I know moan, somebody that's they his thing. They moan in your ear when they hug you. No, maybe actually, but you I'm a good hugger, a baby. I yeah, I'll, to... I'll hug the fuck out you right now. You're busting nut, bro. Let's have a hug right now. Let's Dog, hug these right hugs now. are serious. Let's have a bro. hug on this You're podcast. Who's better? He's not ready. <laughs> Ani, we're both gonna hug you. You might hug, have to put on a condom, bro. These hugs are crazy. Ani, you gotta judge who's the better hugger. Let's go, dude. Uh, no, but I feel like when someone's like, oh, and they hug, oh yeah, it's weird. I'm telling you, I know a guy who's been celibate for a long time. Not gonna say name names. He's a comic and celibate for a long time. You mean he's a virgin? <laughs> no, he's celibate. This guy could fuck. Oh, he can fuck. He could fuck. I'm telling you, like this guy, if he wanted to, he could get pussy for real, for real. But he chooses not to. He's been celibate for a very long time, and he said he gets off hugging. That's creepy. That he should. We should cancel. You say his name. Let's cancel but, but, him. <laughs> but he said, in, in my Honey, opinion, how I, creepy. I, is in that? my opinion, I think it's kind of creepy. <laughs> but his argument is, Do the girls not just regular he's... hugs. It's like if a girl comes over, and they're making out, he likes to hug naked, and that's like oh, his kink. Okay. That's his thing. No, I I thought you meant like he was unsuspectingly hugging girls. No, and being like, no, no. <laughs> 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 No, but he says like a nice hug, and then I think like he jerks off to it later, like later oh, on. No, he's that's like, a, I mean, hey, is it creepy to jerk off to an Instagram post? I mean, dudes do I'm it, right? Worse. Dudes do it. You don't. Hey, listen, man, you I'm just, not incriminating you, shit. You just said Nothing dudes will do. come out. There's no incriminating stuff coming out on me. No, no rule number two on this podcast. No, no snitching. snitching. No snitching. <laughs> no snitching. I love that. Yeah. There's no rules on this podcast, but just rule number two is no snitching. <laughs> and there's no rules. That's rule number two. So that means there is two rules. When I started, the, what's the, the first rule? We got rid of the other ones. <laughs> yeah, when I started the podcast, I was so worried that family members were gonna see it and shit. So I was like, no drugs, no snitching. I've done mushrooms on this podcast. Love I it. talk about meeting Buddha, doing DMT. I fucking smoke so much weed on you this. You did DMT. Shit. Okay, uh, three times. Three times. Two with a two with a shaman. One with Danny Brown, which was crazy. How do you get all these rappers? I'm nerdy and white, and I believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> you just smooth like that. You just yeah. Get, yeah, you just get. I I um. Other than this one, I'm pretty good at conversation. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This is fucking amazing. But like, no, I um. I don't know. Like, I love conversations, and I love figuring out and i don't i've never listened to really rap interviews in my whole life so i just want to talk to rappers about their feelings <laughs> and that just kind of <laughs> so funny i love that yeah and so that just kind of like grew and then i like knew me i always wanted to do like i met sam J when i was like 16 years old like when she was in boston i just went as a fan and we became like we knew each how other how long has that. sam J been doing stand-up uh longer than 10 years like 10 12 years yeah because she was in boston yeah you yeah you must have that was like what eight years ago yeah i met her opening up for wyatt Sinek. 
she was opening up for Wyatt Cenac, and I couldn't go to the club because it was 21 plus, so my dad brought me. And my dad bought her a beer, and that's just like, <laughs> yeah, it was funny, funny it's shit super like dope. that. No, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know, that's that's so dope. I, I was just mind blown. you said Danny Brown. Oh, that's what I was going to ask Danny Brown, you. DMT, we were DMT, talking about DMT. DMT. <laughs> so fam, what do you think happens when you die? Because when niggas do DMT, they always have like answers after that. So I think DMT is just a near-death experience. I okay. think whatever, you can make it spiritual or you can not make it spiritual. Mine was, but if not, you can just be like, oh shit, that was like a near-death experience. I met Buddha and he told me to start this podcast. <laughs> like, I don't know how to... Oh, <laughs> like, shit. And of course, I don't recommend anyone do it. I'm not saying that. But like, and Buddha, 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 he's like a fat nigga, right, Buddha? Yeah, big right, Asian bet. dude. Yeah, the big Asian dude. All so, right, no, it, honestly, I went <laughs> through, to get a, picture I went through <laughs> a really bad breakup and I was in a really dark place. <clears throat> and the chick had told me that I was drinking too much, the people I was hanging out with sucked, and I hadn't dealt with like trauma from my past. And when she broke up with me and told me that shit, I was like, fuck you. And then I did the DMT trip, and I was like, oh, shit, all those three things, if I don't deal with them, I'll never become successful. And so that's kind of the, like, the doing DMT, starting the podcast, Buddha, haha. But Buddha did tell me that I knew exactly what I needed to do. And after that, I did it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I did DMT once. You did. You don't do I any did. drugs. No, I did. I did DMT once, and it told me to start smoking crack. And oh my God, <laughs> I never did DMT. I never did DMT. DMT sounds cool though. I was about to be like that, and I know how crazy of a person I just sounded. No, you didn't. Everybody who says everybody who does DMT has like a wild experience. Yeah, it's crazy, and the dude who administered it is also a. He speaks to crystals like he's out there, out there. I'm but sure. like, I like being in the middle. I feel like if you do DMT over a certain number of times, you just lose your mind. Yeah, I would agree you know? with that. Like, I, I, like if anybody's like 10 times and over, I'm pretty sure they're just crazy. The last time I did it, they were like, they, whatever. The voice was like, don't come back here too often. Like, oh, shit. Get what you need and get out. So I'm trying not to. What the fuck? <laughs> it's some shit. Some crazy shit. You ever did DMT? You ever think about it? Nah, I'm not trying to do DMT. The most I've done is like mushrooms, which I I enjoy mushrooms. Um, but I go into like any any like drug that I'm gonna do, I do with intention. So like if I'm gonna do it, I would do it for that. The a first reason. time she ever did mushrooms, we microdosed on a drive from Boston to New York City. And I How watched the clouds. I watched the clouds from the back seat just breathe. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Oh my god! Yeah, stupid as fuck. Yeah, I, like I was just sitting in traffic, just angry tripping, and she's in the back having a good time. <laughs> yeah, I just finished the most like the biggest one of my biggest like art prod not art projects but like artistic projects of my life like because of mushrooms. I don't think everyone needs it. I think I was a super lost person. I think that the person that like accepted me most told me what I needed to hear, and I still couldn't hear it. I was so lost. I needed Ooh, something like that. I could that tell by the way he like... described her that this is the regret breakup. Oh, 100%. Dude. We all got it. We all got the regret breakup, I yo. started this podcast interviewing sel- comedians about self-help just because I wanted her to like see that I had gotten better and made changes about myself. And then I just started being like, oh, I'll DM this rapper. 
And then I got to announce a DJ Muggs album on the second rap po- right. rapper I ever had on. So, like, then it just started growing <laughs> from there, and it's different. But, of course, we have that regret breakup shit. Dog, everybody's got a regret breakup. What's your, but can it's you okay, talk though, because regret breakups, they turn into, oh, well, I'm happy that happened. Mm-hmm. Once oh, you yeah. find another person that's better, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. the real person you're going to be with or you like a lot. Then you'll be like, well, I'm happy that happened because I would have never met this one. And it's just like, it eventually What was your evolves. regret breakup? My last relationship. My last relationship. Because I'm just such a fuck boy. Mm. And I just completely, like, she's such a sweet girl. And I just completely played her over and over again to the point <laughs> she became toxic. Because you can you could make a girl toxic. You could very much like Yo, ma- you can make anyone toxic. Sydney didn't believe me. I said that same yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you can make somebody toxic. And I definitely made her toxic. You know what I mean? Just like getting caught up like cheating and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh that was a regret breakup. When How that long happened, ago was I, that? I regretted that for a while. Um uh, that's a good question. Um December 2021? Oh, wow. Really? Is it December 2021? Maybe December 2020. Okay. Wow. Maybe December 2020. Isn't it so funny you know, like, mine happened... I'm not sure. Mine happened on it's the a December, leap though. year. Mar- break, uh, COVID lockdowns were March 13th. I got broken up with on February 29th. Wow. Though it's so funny. Also, breakup shit like this is so funny because it feels so good to talk about. But then when you watch it back, it's like, <laughs> oh, like why did I talk about? It? It's like, have you? Oh, I probably. You ever like <laughs> film yourself having sex with someone, and then you watch you watch it back afterwards, and it, there's either two things. You're like, either this is really good, or I can never watch this again. I, you know, it's so funny. I can't get turned on watching have you ever watched a video of you and jerked off to you fucking i uh-huh. can't do that yeah i think I, I have i don't think i can i because okay so uh like i've had like a lot of videos of me fucking in my phone and mm-hmm. i look at them and i watch them literally like entertainment like it's just not a turn on <laughs> like it's your podcast yeah i'm just watching and i'm like oh this is pretty good it's a good move this is a good cool. episode yeah, wow <laughs> look at her body even if i think she's hot i'm like oh she's hot she i like great. her character arc yeah she was like, in just, for like seven episodes it's like i was too in it to like take myself out and now be turned on by it you ever okay so when you have big shit happen are you ever like shit those videos are definitely some videos definitely gonna leak dog i have whole jokes about this now like i'm bro i my dick is getting out there, bro. Like, seriously? Mine too. All right, can we high five on this? Mine bro, like, so. seriously, bro? Like, it's it's so bad. Like, bro, it's my bad. mom, my mom's gonna see my dick one day, and that's just how it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, man, I've sent a lot of dick pics, bro. Like, it's seriously. Bad. Like, it's really bad. And, oh my God. Yeah. I'm gonna expose myself. I was talking to my girl about this. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna one day just leak myself. Oh, like some Amber Rose. <laughs> yeah, like like Chris Brown did that shit. Like, yo, because here's the thing, bro. It's like, are you gonna tweet it? You won't get pulled off Twitter. No, I'm gonna tweet Elon it. Mu- I'll tweet it. Send it at Elon to Elon Musk. Here's bro, a bro. Let's pic. go. Because because I'd rather expose myself. I'd rather like, all right, fuck it. My dick's out there. I get yeah. it. Disney's off the table. Let's keep moving with this it career. It sucks because I'm more on the Nelly dick scale than like. Uh, <laughs> you know what? People average. were too mean to, Del- to Nelly. <laughs> Nelly's dick. I saw the picture. It wasn't that bad. People were so mean. That's to what Nelly. I know. It's not that bad. It was a That's fine dick. It was I'm fine. fine. It's not that bad. It wasn't. They were, they were acting like it was a fucking micro penis. It was fine. Nelly gives off big dick energy. I guess it was fine. It could have been a bad angle. Three girls 
was in the past months that I had big dick energy, and I feel like I was like, damn, you can never see my dick then. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I, You know what's so funny is that's the gayest shit that I do in my life, is whenever a dude celebrity's dick pic leaks, I immediately look it up. You have I immediately, to look, I'm yeah. like, well, what's this person's dick look like? Yeah. I gotta see. I, it's, I'm a, comedians are su- say just gay shit. You said we what? We just say gay shit because it's Everybody fun. says gay shit. Yeah, but it's funny when you say it around some people who don't. Like, oh, it's so fun. <laughs> like my story about Thousand Words. I was in the fucking Bronx, like, projects doing a shit. And we were drinking Henny, smoking. And he's like, I ain't no dick sucker. And I go, but you do suck dick, though, right? And everyone, I was the only one there for me. My camp, everyone just stood up in the hallway. And I was like, I think I'm going to get my ass kicked right now. <laughs> Because I was talking shit, I was just. How'd that turn out for you? That sounds. I was like, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. I'm sorry. And he's like, he's just kidding. But I was like, damn, I really thought I was gonna get my ass. Damn, that's so funny. No, I mean like, I don't know. Rappers say the gayest shit in their rap songs. Oh yeah, that's why pause is funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think yo, it's really interesting, man. You know, I was thinking about this is what I was. I was thinking about Lil Nas X, right, and the whole concept of Lil Nas X. Who, by the way, I have a theory. I thought you said low down sex. I was thinking about being a low. No, I was thinking about Lil Nas X. Which, by the way, yeah. I have a theory that nobody agrees with, but I think he's actually not really gay. I think it's all a ploy. I don't think like he's gay. Tim Dillon. Oh, is that a theory? <laughs> Do people think Tim Dillon's not gay? That was a joke, but that is a so theory. So funny. Tim Dillon's very gay. <laughs> no, uh, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I have this theory that I think Lil Nas X isn't gay. And then I was thinking about it. I was weirdly enough thinking about this in the shower. I was thinking. I was listening to Tyler the Creator, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, who, I don't I don't even know if I believe Tyler. I think Tyler's a troll. Tyler sometimes claims he's gay, sometimes says he isn't. He's a troll. I don't really know what to believe. I th- Yeah, I have a whole theory on that, too. <laughs> yeah, and I love Tyler so much as an artist, and I think as a person, he seems pretty cool. Oh, 100%. And I, I met him one time. He seemed really nice. He's, he's a cool dude. With that being said, so I was thinking about it, Tyler, who... Plays with the idea of being gay, teases his rapper friends with gay teasing, all that shit. Nobody has a problem with Tyler. Nobody mentions it. Nobody ever talks about it. It's left out. We all just think about his music. Mm. Same thing with um. also Lil Uzi Vert very much comes off gay. And yeah, everybody kind of leaves it out and that. just listens Young to music. Thug Young Thug. There's like Lil Wayne kissed baby. We all were like, whatever. Yeah. Here's my, dad my kisses thing. Kisses me. It's weird. But that was does he kiss open mouth? Not open mouth. See, there's the thing. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> it makes me think. What is everybody uptight about when it comes to Lil Nas X? Is it that he's gay, or is it the way he's showing his gayness? Mm. Because people will say hip hop's homophobic, and we just gave like ten examples of how hip hop's not homophobic. Yeah, I agree. I think it's because they think it's like the the. It, the agenda being pushed because he's such a high paid artist and such a promoted artist that they're like the gay ag- I'm That's everyone listening know that I don't agree with this that the gay agenda I don't agree with that is either. being pushed yeah I actually don't agree with that you don't think that's what it is no that I don't Lil, think that's because what it is. that's why it's like you look he didn't get the devil worship shit is what got him in trouble when he released those shoes with all the devil the worshiper shit, they canceled the deal. Well, I well because I, I think it's like <clears throat> they're pushing it. The agenda is pushing devil, whatever. It I don't is. believe and I in don't, any agenda talk. It, it leads into conspiracy theory talk. I don't really. Believe I don't in that believe type in. Of shit. I don't believe yeah. in conspiracies or agenda on Me that either. too. But that's what 
old old heads. Is that how you get that? Whatever said, like I know I've heard it a lot. That. I mean, my thing with Lil Nas X isn't as much conspiracy towards the agenda of getting pushed. It's more of just like he's. It's almost like it's almost like he's doing so much, and he 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 very much wasn't before. Mm. that i go like something doesn't seem authentic about this it almost seems performative it seems like uh, or the bigger he gets the more he wants to become himself and that's what happens with young thug and little uzi is like young thug is certified atlanta streets yes he grows, he becomes, and he's like, "Shit, I can really do what I want." If I want, and I don't to think Lung, I don't think Young Thug's gay. I don't think he is either. I don't think so at all. I don't think Uzi is. I and now I'm on the fence when it comes to Uzi. I think Uzi reminds me of Prince, and I think Prince was gay, mm. <laughs> or at least bi. Yeah, but I do. I don't. Yeah, I think people just like to get mad. Like I don't know if you have a bunch of people who had been writing on Facebook about the Dwayne Wade. Posting oh, so ridiculous. every person, I just want to unad. It just it like pisses me off every time I see a post about that. It's like, can't you just like, why do you care so much? Well, for the record, that's the thing too. Is like, I don't actually feel any way either way. I don't either. Make but good why music. Do people... Like, I don't give a fuck yeah. who you are. Make good music. That's what I like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's you know what I always laugh about is like the most hood niggas ever will be like, I love Frank Ocean. It's like, yeah, Frank Ocean's great, but do you remember when he was like? Boy, I've been thinking about you. He gave hints the whole time, and we all sang along. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we should have been. Of course. Of course, Franco. Of course. He's too talented to be straight. But then you look at... <laughs> straight men aren't that talented. look at Isaiah Rashad, and he... People, like... People tore him up. Tore him up. Tore him up. Tore him up. To a level that I feel bad, like... But, in all fairness, he is that it. because... And this is another thing. Is that because... And this isn't to blame him, because, of course, he probably felt like he needed to be in the closet. But are people tearing him up because he's gay? Or are people tearing him up because they were they were betrayed in what they thought of him? Meaning, I, like, if he was a, came out as a gay rapper with TDE, super fire, spit bars, I honestly think he'd probably have 90% of those fans still. Yeah, I agree. I think it goes back to what you were saying about your dick pic. It was leaked on him. If he yep. said it himself, uh-huh. no it changes one would everything. care. But if a video gets leaked of you doing gay shit it's like if right now we saw a video of Lil Nas X sucking dick or even Tyler sucking dick they're not losing any fans they're not losing any fans we'd all just be like oh well the niggas always said they were gay I guess they're gay yeah (laughs) but then you look at like Eddie Murphy getting caught with like true but he ain't losing any fans no People fuck with Eddie, dog. We know Eddie, you know, low-key, you know, has a, <laughs> yeah. has, a, has a kink maybe, you know, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> no, but you it know? shouldn't matter. None it of it shouldn't should matter. matter. Is Eddie but funny? Are these artists good at music? Exa- and you also shouldn't get mad at people making jokes about it. Because if it was something you were comfortable with, you wouldn't care if they make jokes about well, it. Well, I think, and I'm that, sure. That, that could come across so wrong, and I retract that <laughs> no, statement. No, no. Well, here's the thing. Listen, I always say this as a heads up whenever I do podcasts. I always go, hey, man, listen, uh, if I get something big or when I get something big, I'm probably going to hit you to delete this episode. <laughs> I keep a mental note of all the podcasts I do. I definitely hit people up. Like, yeah, can you take that down? I definitely had somebody take something down the other day. Uh, really? Yeah, I did. But like, <laughs> I don't think we've said anything too egregious. No, <laughs> no. Uh, but I... I'm a firm believer in everyone should be comfortable being talked about. And if you really want equality, that's equality. Mm. It's just talking. 
Yeah. It's it, jokes. It's all just talking. This isn't physical. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not doing anything to you by talking about you. I'll say it on this podcast because I said it on Sydney Gant's podcast, and it's so funny because the whole time afterwards, I was like, and this is so stupid. I was like, should I ask him to delete the episode? Because I said this one thing. And when I was 14, my friend put his dick in my mouth. I was like, you got to stop this that. This is hot, yo. This is hot. <laughs> I like this. It I was like, turned on nope, right now. Don't, don't like this. And then I was like, okay, I'm definitely not gay. And on this podcast, I was like, I know I wasn't gay because I tried it and I didn't like it. And then I almost got deleted because I was like, damn, what if people take that out of context, see it? But it's like... Why should I be ashamed of something I li- like? You know what but I this mean. Is, this through. is why I hit up people. It's not that I actually say things I actually think are wild. Yeah. It's that I know how people take things out of context when they can get a piece of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like if you talk about a general topic, they will literally cut the piece that's offensive without context of the rest of what you said. Yeah, but don't you think that at a point everyone will have that, so it doesn't really matter? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I do get what you say. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I, it's the thing is I would rather be on top of it than behind it. Yeah. I mean, it also depends. Like, imagine you if you, if it happens, whatever, you ask to delete the episode. Yeah. Five years from now. Yeah. And then someone who in that five years time saved a clip from it. Which people do, which is crazy, which, say, which, which is wild that people will literally hate on someone who hasn't even made it yet, waiting just in case they make it so they can then pull it up. Yeah, but it's that's what I'm saying. But then it looks worse if the episode's deleted. If they post what a, a clip from a deleted a episode. This might be the first time I've ever said conundrum. <laughs> it's a red wine, so I feel like I've <laughs> said it. But do you know what I'm saying? Oh, the Mountain Dew. Very classy. Waves in Mountain Dew. What a conundrum. <laughs> you gave the most uh, <laughs> wide answer of what snacks or drinks you wanted. I know. I was, uh, you're like, hey, you said vitamin chips, water. Drink, you know what I mean? I was going to get you vitamin water instead of Mountain Dew, but they didn't have vitamin water. And I was like, he's going to think I'm making unhealthy choices for him. <laughs> like, I'm telling him to live his worst life. Listen, man, I eat like shit. I don't smoke or drink, but I eat like fucking Damn, but garbage. you're pretty fit. It's black genetics. Mm. No. <laughs> I work out a good amount, and I'm still fat as shit. It sucks. You know what else, though? I don't eat a lot. So, like, I eat like shit, but I usually eat like one meal a day. Like, I eat like a model. Like, I literally eat one meal a day, and it's natural. I just, I go all day without eating. Even if I'm hungry, I just, I, I don't know, I just don't stop to eat. Mm. No, I feel you. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, Chinese food. I need grease. Oh, but if I eat late night, then it's just, I put that shit on right away. Yeah. Late night Chinese is the best thing, but I can't do it in the city anymore because I think I've gotten food poisoning six times here. No way. It's a real toss up around here. It's real. Especially late night. Yeah. You guys, wait, so you live here? Yes. Yo, I used to live in this neighborhood. Really? Yeah, I lived on East 7th. Oh my God, mm. we were neighbors. Yeah, well, we were. I miss the East Village. <laughs> Where do you live now? What's your address? I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, what are you I miss I miss the East Village so much. I live in uh, East Williamsburg now, Bushwick. Mm. Okay. Right, I'm moving though. I can't wait. Fucking out. August. Where are you moving? I don't know yet. Yeah, I've been looking at the Upper East Side. Shit's cheap. This you're is, staying in New York. People are listening to this. They're gonna listen to this podcast. Like, this is what the fuck is this? <laughs> you, but you're you want to move to New York. 
stay in New stay, York. Stay in New York. Of course. I mean, stay in New yeah, York. I love New York's my heart. You Plus, did Madison so Square Garden, right? I did do Madison Square Garden. When you were a kid, when you you didn't even want to do stand up, you said everyone was no. telling you. Yeah. When you're up there, do you think about that? You're like, this is some shit I didn't even want. <laughs> I think about that all the time. <laughs> I think about that so much. Any cool thing that comes from stand up or anything I'm cool doing stand up, I'm like, wow, I really didn't even want to do this. <laughs> and now I couldn't see myself doing anything else, but it's just like, I'm successful. I'm like, fuck. You were like, I wanted to play basketball here. Oh, yeah, that was a garden thing for me. I thought about that. Literally, like, I wrote about it online. Like, I was like, yo, I wanted to play basketball at the garden. Now I'm at the garden playing. Just stand-up. I'm doing stand-up. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Same amount of nerves as a regular nerves or a different amount of nerves? Uh, Different amount of nerves, for sure. And I don't get nervous a lot. I almost never get nervous. But, yeah, I got nervous. Has that always been how you've been? Or did you build skin for that? I built skin for it, stand-up wise. Yeah, stand-up wise, I built skin for it. Um, but yeah, the garden definitely was nerve-wracking a little bit. Um, I think what was more nerve-wracking for me is my mom was there, and my mom seen me do stand-up before, but she's never seen me do stand-up in front of thousands of people. So that very much was in my head. Was that the first time you had done stand-up in front of thousands of people? No, because I had done like half the tour with Aziz. So we had that was the last stop on the tour. Oh, so you okay? That's good. So I'd been yeah, I'd been like very much you know like breaking into doing thousands and thousands. That keep how about doing the it. first time you did thousands? Uh, nerve wracking. Definitely nerve wracking. What's the different like? What's different about? It? You know what's so funny? I'm gonna say what's different, and you've heard this before. I guarantee you've heard this before, but it doesn't hit until you've done it. How much you have to slow down. So everybody always says, like, right, you've probably heard that, yeah, right? Like, yeah, bigger, yeah. you got to slow down. We've all heard that advice. I promise you, bro, there's no type of mental preparation you can have for the type of slowing down you have to do. Because it, it just, because I always heard it. I was like, oh, slow down. So then, like, the first show, I went slower, and I didn't do that well. Like, I did okay, but I was like, I, I'm, I'm a better comedian than that. So I went backstage. I'm talking to Aziz, and he's like, how was it? I was like, well, that was my first time. He's like, oh, that's so cool. And then I was like, yeah, it went okay. He was like. I was listening. If you don't mind, you know, you got to slow down more. And I was like, yeah, slow down. He was like, no, you have to slow down even more. And then the next show, we had two that night. I went out slower, killed. And then for the rest of the tour, I was just that pace and killed. Mm. But it was very much like you have to, you know what it is, bro? It almost takes a second for them to laugh. So it's like, it feels like you're bombing. Like you'll do a joke and there's a second before they laugh. No, okay. You know what I mean? Even the for sound tags. has to reach, like... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like the contagious it laughter has to... Yeah, yeah, it's like a wave, and it's such a big room, and then it comes back. It's like a... It's a whole thing. You got to slow down a lot. Yeah, because other times you're trying to, like, rush, try to get as much material out, but you probably go through so much less material. You go through a lot less material, but also, like, uh, you, um, you don't... Like, you don't... Um, you don't you don't need them to like I don't I don't know like and, and when you're doing like a comedy club you're doing a smaller room mm-hmm. like you're going for like every time they laugh you hit with another line every time they laugh you hit with another line yeah. every time you mm-hmm. laugh hit with another line but there's so much time in between your line and them laughing even though it's not that much time it's like half a second but it makes a difference like it literally feels like forever yeah especially with thousands of people looking at you you're like yeah. fuck if you guys don't laugh I'm bombing in front of thousands 
So yeah, you just slow down a lot. That's what my, I'm trying to say. Uh, my, that dude who did the DMT trip once told me that, and I don't even know if this is true. It's some, He's like, humans live three seconds ahead in the future. And that blew my mind with stand up, and uh, my dad's a musician, and I talked to him about it. Where it's like you're in the f- you're three seconds ahead of where you really are when you're doing stand up. That's how you can think on your feet. Oh my god, the best <laughs> best version of what stand up is I've ever heard. Like mm-hmm. what did it to perform? <laughs> Louis <laughs> Louis said it. <laughs> it was great. He said uh, he said when you're a comedian, you're he's like he's like doing stand up is the most uh like uh what's the word when you're like interacting no when you're like dividing your brain up i'm looking at her uh, I feel do like you know what she, like when, it, when you're dividing the your brain up your energy no mm. like you have like different th- compartmentalizing oh, compa- oh okay 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 so he says the most compartmentalizing a person could do because like you're you're technically an autopilot when you're doing your joke right mm-hmm. you're actually not thinking about your joke mm-hmm you're looking at every single face in the crowd and you're seeing the one person who's not laughing. You're thinking about them. You're also making sure everybody's having a good time. Nobody's about to disrupt the show. You're very much thinking like, is anyone here about to heckle or about to do something? Mm. You're also thinking about your next joke and your body is also moving with the joke that you're doing right now. And all of that is happening simultaneously. Like literally in that moment, your mind's doing all that. I think about that like like my dad used to be like a metal drummer. And oh, with wow. metal it's so fast and you're using double pedals and both hands. And I tried to learn drums and I was all right, but I like I can't figure out how to make like each body part move Ooh, separately. Like yeah. you have to have a brain. In rhythm. You have to have a brain in each part of your yeah. body. To move completely separately in autopilot. I love that you said your dad's a drummer and you told this story from earlier about Kanye West because I think it's really interesting that like people in any certain field mm-hmm. respect everybody in that field, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like different like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think that's so cool. Like he's a musician and he's listening to rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though his music is a different genre completely. It's like athletes. You know what I mean? Like they watch all sports. Like professional athletes, they're fans of every sport. Yeah. I'm a fan of anyone who's good at what they do. Like, I, a same, big thing in same. my brain is that there's two types of people. There's people who made the decision and people who didn't make the decision. Ooh, love that. And do you, I, I, I'll explain if you don't, like, the decision. I think you should explain just so people can hear that. The decision is that it doesn't matter what you're going to do. Look, you didn't even think you were going to be a stand-up, and then you get to sell out arenas. Like, you know, be a, you know what I mean. Yeah, Perform yeah, in arenas yeah. sold out all around the country. It doesn't matter what exactly you set out to do because the path will find you if you just set out on the path. Ooh! This is why he got a hit podcast. This is why the shit is going well. That was a bar. I've been trashed this whole time. I, I know when I'm on and when I'm off. I've been trash this whole time. I don't think and this you nigga have just to. dropped that bar. Don't even use a highlight from me. Use that highlight from you. Do not post a clip from me. Use that clip. That is fucking fire. You can tag me on it. I'll take credit. I'll take credit for cueing you. I'll be like, yo, I fucking told him that he should explain it to the listeners. But boy, that's fucking good. Man, that's fucking good. It's true though. Man, can you text me that later? I actually yeah, want to like tell my girl that. She's been trying to make a decision. I want to like help her with that. That's yeah. really good. It's true, Fuck, though. That's good. <laughs> like, 
That was also at a, a specific time stamp that I think is really important too, but I'll tell you after. <laughs> Man, that's really good. What made you make the decision? To do stand-up? To d- whatever. What made you make the decision to take yourself seriously? That's what the decision is. That's what it is at the simplest terms is to take yourself seriously. Um, I think I always took myself seriously, but I think I took stand-up seriously at a certain point. And that's... uh. uh you know Usama Siddiqui? Mm-hmm. He's my best friend in comedy. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, he uh, very much, um, we were like open micing it. And I had gone through like a little little period where I was sucking. You know, early on, you go through ups and downs with it, right? Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man. Do I suck at stand-up? Like, fuck. And I was asking all these open micers. They were all giving me like these this weird feedback. They all like, you know, like they're all shy about saying how they felt about shit and i talked to usama and he was like nah you don't suck he was like you're more naturally funny than everybody here he was like but you're just lazy and i was like what are you talking about i do stand up like two three times a week and he was like two three times a week and in my mind i was like two three times a week is killing it and he was like dog i'm doing like six mics a day he was like you're hardly micing it with us he's like you come out you don't have any jokes really written you're like you're like riffing He's like, and you're you're getting laughs, and he's like, and you go a week without getting laughs, and you're confused why. He's like, you're not even trying. And then he told me, he was like, you know, one day you're going to be like a grandfather. I'll never forget this convo. He's like, one day you're going to be like a grandfather, and uh, you will have been like a janitor your whole life. And you're going to be watching TV with your kids, and they're going to be honoring one of us. And we're going to be somebody who's been in movies, TV shows. We're going to be getting, like, the fucking, like, award for lifetime achievement. Like, we're going to be super famous and rich, mm-hmm. sexy young wife. He painted this whole picture. He's like, and you're going to point at the screen with your grandkids and be like, oh, I knew him. I did open mics with him. I was funnier than him. And they're going to go, shut up, granddad. And he goes, and that's because you're not working hard. And I swear to God, it changed everything. <sighs> Literally, that's why he's my best friend. That was the convo where we started being really close. Cause it changed everything. I was like, "Oh my god, I have to try." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Cause there's, you know, it's true. There's a lot when, of talented people that just don't try. Cause you think talent is all you need. My dad I used think, to say, or, or talent- they don't realize how much work is a lot of work. Mm, we were just talking about that on the work on the walk over here. Yeah. Before this podcast, and trust me, like before this podcast. I did a couple shows around Boston. I'd hit as many mics as I could, whatever. I started this shit. And last night? Was that last night or two nights ago? I sold out a show in Philly off fans Love of the that. podcast. Two and nights it ago. Was two nights ago. And it wasn't a ton of people, but it was a city that wasn't my own. And it made me, like, realize I need to work harder. Like, I need to be... I'm a stand-up and a podcaster. Like, I stand-up was my first love. That's I'd give up everything for stand-up. And I realized that no matter what, like, you can't, that can't make me slow down. That has to make me hungrier. Yeah. That has, makes me have to go out more and push more. Because, like, I don't think I'm the most talented, but I know I can work harder than somebody. To me, that's a really good sign, though, that success makes you want more. Because that's not how it is for everybody. Some people get success and they actually go, oh, I could show now. You know what I mean? Even if they haven't reached the type of success they always dreamed of, if they get a certain amount of success, they go, well, that feels good. You know what? I'm good here. I'm good at this level. And then some people, they get success and they go, I'm inspired. I want more. Mm. 
And I'm 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 the latter too. If I get success, I always want more. But it when good stuff me. happens, are you? Ha- I'm happy for a split second, but then I'm like, I like hate myself so much that that's what pushes me forward. It's I, like I can never be happy with myself. Shit, like so much crazy stuff, and I'm like, the next thing, it's like, damn, I'm back at the bottom, another level. Like I have official credits on a Conway track over a Tyler the Creator beat, and still fire. the next day I'm like. All right, I'm at back this at the bottom of the next level. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's weird. I, it's Whenever Sam has like one of those big moments, I know that I won't hear from him for a couple days. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Why? What's happening during those couple days? He's thinking about, he's still peeking. I, so well, <laughs> no, I think about what, what it's to like, do next. damn, there's something I got the, the next, next level. thing. Yeah, exactly. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Kevin Hart said this in a podcast once where he was like, Every time you like complete a video game level of life, you start at the bottom of the next like video game level. You know, like it's you, true, and that's intimidating. Wow, that's such a good like, that's such a good analogy. It's intimidating, but I like it because complacency is when I get sad. Yeah, I don't like complacency. I also, you know, and I had I had a big. Finally, I'm out of this. I moved through the comedy scene really fast, really fast, because I I don't know one time heard. Two reasons. One, comedians wouldn't book me when I started. For whatever reason, they just wouldn't book me. I, I never got any bar shows. Like, I just didn't. And uh, so I, I went to clubs. I went to comedy clubs. And, you know, it's a very, there's no, there's not as much politics. It's very much, are you funny? You're booked. You know what I mean? You're past. So I went to comedy clubs. But the second reason is I saw Chappelle one time in an interview say uh, the hardest thing he ever did in his comedy career was work the entire New York City scene. And that, like, working every club in New York is, like, the hardest thing you could do. And then once you could do that, everything else is, like, not as crazy. So I very much went to the mindset of, like, if I could get past everywhere in New York, I've done it. You know what I mean? Mm. In three years, I was everywhere. Maybe four max. I was, like, seller included everywhere in three or four years. And then I went through a, a good two or three years. I'm just getting out of it now. Where I was, like, I focused so hard on that goal. I don't know what the fuck to focus on now. Like, I was like, I don't even know what to do. Start growing outside? Well, I mean, now now I have, like, now I yeah. finally, like, wrap my head around other realize... goals. But it takes a while when you hit a big goal to kind of, like, reset. Yeah. In three years of straight grinding, people don't realize how hard it is. But people also don't realize that when you get to the end of it and pull your head up, you're like, that wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. That's all That's I what I mean. That like, it's like, such a good the, point. It's like people won't dedicate three years of their life to something and you think that any business anything that anyone's ever done when you go to medical school you have to be in school 10 years for that shit like you can do three years hitting open mics you can start a podcast and be consistent for three years are you saying you can't do an hour a week for three years you idiot like yeah <laughs> sorry people listening no but I don't it's mean true i mean idiot. like yo honestly like i because i'm i'm gonna tell you i put up goals on my wall every year and i remember just having this convo that like I would have, like, four comedy clubs on my wall for, for a year. Like, can I get these clubs? Can I get in here? And I'd knock them off. You know what I mean? And it was like, I never thought about the fact that it was going to take years. Even getting in the cellar, I had one club left. It was the comedy cellar. And I didn't even put it on my wall for that year because I thought it was unrealistic. I actually thought it was unrealistic. And a comic I had randomly opened for recommended me randomly. Very much was like, hey, are you in? Knowing I wasn't in. Thank God Dan Natterman shouts to you, bro. But he very much was like, and I was like, no, but 
I'm a couple years in stand-up. That's years down the line. In my mind, that was years down the line. And I was okay with that. I was content with that. Yeah. And he was like, no, it could be now. You're ready. And recommended me. And sure enough, I got in. And I remember like being like, fuck, now what? Mm. Like, I thought this was going to take way longer. Yeah. I I feel that. I'm, um, I did comedy for the first time six years ago. I used a fake ID to get in a, to the comedy store. And I oh, did yeah. Because it's 21 plus. I was 18. I used a fake ID, got on at the comedy store, first time I did comedy. And I did it a little bit, not serious. But it's been three years, which isn't a long time, trust me. That's not a long time, and I know it's not, of grinding straight. Even during quarantine, I grinded straight. And that's cool that within three years of starting May 10th, I got to sell out a show in Philly off of fans of something. And it was good, like, good. But now I'm like, damn... I didn't even push, like, I don't even get booked at Laugh Boston. Like, I don't even get booked at, like, the clubs in my city. Like, it's not like I'm featuring for, like, the people that are. And that's the thing that now I need to push for. Yeah, push for that. Push for that. Or, throwing it out there. (laughs) If you're already doing things that are technically doper than that, then just move past it. And just keep doing doper shit. Because we get hung up on like sentimental value of things. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like better. It's just like it means more to you because you're caught up in your yeah. emotions. Yeah, that's so... It's stupid that I got booked at the stand before the comedy studio. It's stupid like, that the comedy all studio of that is a ha- tiny little club in Boston. Whatever. It's where Mike Burbank Wait, what were you... <laughs> Honestly, Sorry, I didn't mean to talk. Shit no, right no, <laughs> it's it's stupid that you can you've got you've been booked at all these wonderful places, but four twenty, like you weren't booked until last minute. Like that. Oh, I got made roofied no on four twenty. Yeah, that's some fucked mean? up. Shit. I got roofied. Someone tried to roofie a girl, but it was my drink, and so I got roofied. You got to change that story, bro. That story could be so much cooler. You, <laughs> you could be like, yo, somebody really wanted to fuck me, man. <laughs> I, I did have a really good set, and I can't even remember it. <laughs> This hot girl, big ass titties, fat butt, very beautiful. She just roofied me. I told her I'd fuck, but she was like, "I just, I just want, I want you now." <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a guy in an Irish cap. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real though, I did get roofied on 420. Fun story. Damn. <laughs> no, but the sentimental value thing is really... that's good for that girl that you drank her drink. Mm-hmm. It was my thank drink. God. It was a white claw. That's what I get for drinking. Well, thank a white God claw. that that it hit you and not her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She's 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 got somebody watching out for her. That's good. You don't. <laughs> it sucks though, cause Sam, how do you pronounce his last name? Moral, Morel. He has a joke about like saving a rape. He's like he got roofied and he saved a rape. And I didn't even know that until I was telling a story. And I was like, I think I saved that girl. And he's like, already has a bit about it. Damn. I'm like, God damn it! This is my life. It's so funny. <laughs> I got roofied for nothing. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even get a good bit out of it. We laughed. We got. We cried. You didn't get me to cry. I you got me cried. close. I almost cried. That's nice. So that's close. You said something really dope that I've already forgotten about and I'm, being and I'm on the kicking path. Myself over about it. being I'm fucking on the kicking path. myself over but it. But I know that what it the doesn't matter where was. you are on the path. You just have to start. You just Thank have you. to start on the path. I said it better the last time. <laughs> you did say it better the last <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> I don't Whenever know. Whenever you came. say something cool in life and you try to like you know bring it back, it's always less cool. Other than stand up. Yeah, stand up. Isn't that funny? Stand up is the thing where it's like I'm gonna try to say this cool thing. 
I think it's always interesting that like at least for me, like my memory is trash, garbage. Mm -hmm. And like literally, like if I have an audition, the hardest part to me is memorizing the lines. Mm. And it's so interesting to me that like stand up laughs make me memorize a joke like that. Like literally, like I know how to do the joke ten times front and back just because I got laughs, and it's like I want those laughs again. Yeah, that's the. The smoking weed, like people are like, how do you smoke so much weed before going on stage? It's like, it's just muscle memory, and then oh, I yes. can slow down with the time. Like, I also did theater growing up, so I memorized lines. Theater Either. kid, theater kid. I know, dude. Oh my god, we're wrapping up soon, but they, f- I went to an international high school, and in eighth grade they gave me three hundred thousand dollars to go to high school. Like that's how much it cost all four years. And I'm such, like, an idiot now. Like, I smoke so much weed. I'm a fucking oh stone. They're like, they fucked up with that money. <laughs> Real bad. <Damn>. <laughs> Until this gets big. And then they're going to be like, we always knew. <laughs> we always we knew. We always knew. We always knew. <laughs> there's, uh, somebody told me, uh, I think my dad says this. It's like, there's, what, how does the saying go? There's, like, a thousand parents of success and no parents of failure. It's like, mm. it's like when you're, when you're, like, not killing it, it's yeah. like, you know. But then once you're killing it, everybody's like, yeah, I was there. I was the guy. I knew. That's my guy. I picked him. I well, knew. that's like they wrote. They, I got interviewed for an article at, on, at Harvard's magazine, like the Harvard Crimson, Harvard University. And during that time, one of the questions was like, what, is the, what thing has like brought you the most joy from like doing your podcast? And I said, I, try, I learned to play drums to Danny Brown's XXX. Fire. So doing mushrooms with him on Thanksgiving was one of the coolest things. Full circle. Full circle. Like that was one of the, and they've never published the article. <laughs> I know. Bro, full, full circle shit is the best shit. Full circle shit. And now that's even funnier than having the article out. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. That's a bit. <laughs> that, is, that is a bit. Especially the drama of the way you said it. It's so like poetic and then yeah they never published it <laughs> they never so published funny. it i love dog i have so many full circle moments full circle is the best moments that i've had in comedy because that's when you know you did the right thing back then and it's paying off now yeah 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 i guess so or that you were on the right path back then and it paid off now i think for me like the full circle moments are just so surreal that it makes me go like life is fucking crazy. Like, but that's where the spiritual thing comes in, dude. It's crazy that Todd Glass called me during this podcast on my tenth birthday. My parents took me to Jim Gaffigan's show, uh, and he, I met him, and he said, "To Sam, my best friend." I still have the signed CD. Um, when I was sixteen, I emailed Todd Glass because he his podcast helped me during a really dark time, and uh, he invited me to go see him open up for Jim Gaffigan and hang out with him and like sit on the stage to then last two weeks ago I was just uh, sitting in on Todd Glass's podcast and now like he's we're like bro I you know my the best thing that's ever happened to me in, in my opinion in stand up personally emotionally emotionally there's better things that have happened career wise for sure but I mean like what made me feel the best seriously is Chris Rock enjoyed my stand up and he let me know. He pulled me to the side. He let me know. And I I swear to God, bro, it's the most full circle thing I could think of. Because when I was a little kid, 
you couldn't tell me Chris Rock wasn't stand-up. Like, I thought, like, he equaled stand-up. Like, when I was a little kid, I very much thought, like, every human being that was great was known as that. So I thought, like, Michael Jordan walks down the street and people would go, look, that's the world's greatest basketball player. Or, like, Jim Carrey walked down the street, look, that's the world's funniest man. Like, I thought people had titles. And I very much thought Chris Rock is stand-up. I was like, he is stand-up. And I still kind of think that, to be honest. Like, I still very much look at Chris Rock like, that's the GOAT. That's the guy. And he doesn't talk to young comics, really. And when he pulled me to the side and, like, very much was like, hey, that was really funny. I like this. I'm like, son, I was like, this is the most full circle shit ever, ever. Since I was a little kid, I've been watching this guy studying him even when i didn't like stand up like that i was studying chris rock that is full circle full circle and that shows that maybe you didn't know that you wanted to be a stand-up back then but it paid off i was very yeah i have a lot of very subconscious oh maybe i always wanted to do this when i was a little kid i used to watch def jam i didn't watch cartoons i'd watch def comedy jam when i was like five yeah and it's like clearly i liked stand-up i just didn't realize You're pushing. It. well that's the thing is because all right I didn't start stand-up until I did because I knew when I started I had to take it 100% seriously. So I kept pushing it back another year. Uh, I kept being like, I'll take it serious next year. I pushed I'll it back it a few years, I'll take it serious next year. And then I'm like, I have to. it's either now or never. Either. And you started at a great age. What, how old were you when you started? 18? Uh, yeah, yeah, but 21 when I took it seriously. Okay. Yeah, that's still great. Yeah. yeah, 21, 20, I started 21. taking this. I started, well, I started doing stand-up at 2021. 20, I think just turned 21, maybe. And now you're here? Yeah. What is your next step? Uh, build this resume, man, and sell something. That's really, <laughs> seriously. Honestly, build this resume, build a following, sell something. I really want to, like, I'm just now starting to headline, and I the most important thing to me in, in my whole career is the specials and the hours and you can't build it properly without an audience mm -hmm. like you go on these you go on the road and if it's like half empty how are you going to build a good hour like that yeah. so i'm very much in the mindset now of like okay now i actually have to build a fan base so you don't have an hour yet like i mean you have an hour but you don't have like a special like hell no and I and and it's funny because people see me do stand up and be like, "Yo, you're so fucking ready, bro." And I'm like, "No, the fuck, I'm not." Because it's like, you yeah, I can throw out some bullshit, but how many how many times do we have to watch bullshit? Mm. I want to throw out something that changes the fucking guard. Like, I want to throw out something where people are like, "Oh, this is the guy now." Like, this is a legendary classic hour. That makes me so happy because I was like, "Damn, should I put out like 10, 15 minutes so people could just see?" Me? And I'm like, "Nah, nah no, 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 fuck that." If you're going to put something out, it better be dope, bro. Yeah. Even if you put it on social media. Trash. Like little clips I put on social media, I'm certain that they're really solid. And if they're not, I'm not putting it up. I needed that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, man, for doing this. I'm happy you came on. This is so hey, much fun. Hey, thanks for having me, man. You were dropping gems on me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I suck too, dog. <laughs> no, you were awesome. This was I was fun. like, this is so bad. And he's <laughs> dropping gems. I'm like, he's fucking good. I like this guy. I like this I'm guy I'm unsuspecting. A lot. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> Peace out, everyone.